0: It's time for America's most unique motorsports show. Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott sitting in, as he does each and every Friday with us. And we've got a lot going on today. We've got a couple guests today. Uh, Doug Gabbard is going to join us. He is the man that had the lease on Canyon Speedway. We're going to talk about Canyon Speedway closing up here in just a little bit. Also, we're going to talk to Trenton Berry from raceanddirt.com. They are going to be running the USMTS at Lakeside Speedway tonight. And uh, that's going to be a damn good show out at Lakeside Speedway. USMTS always does a great job. Kirk, how you doing
2: today, my friend?
1: You doing all right?
2: I'm doing good. I saw Trenton Berry last night on there doing the yeah. post-race interviews and the broadcast down there at Tri-State Speedway in Pecola, Oklahoma. Right. So uh, as soon as the show is over, today
1: I'm going to be leaving and headed to Tulsa, Oklahoma for the Fuzzy Fall Fleeing tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, Can't wait to see that. That's going to be good. Um, you know, I I'm pretty happy that they've, Gave the name rights. The fuzzy fall fling. Say that three times real fast. Kirk. Fuzzy fall fling. The
2: fuzzy fall. F- See, I goofed it up You already, couldn't even do it once. The fuzzy fall fling. You know, that's great that they're honoring fuzzy that way. Fuzzy fall fling. Fuzzy
1: fall fling. Fuzzy yeah. fall fling.
2: She's going to be in everybody's minds this weekend, as she should be.
1: She should be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she was a pretty important person in my lifetime, so we're looking forward to that. Um, so um did you watch the uh the Martinsville race last night? Did I you, did. Did you see Corey LeJoy pick up the win at Martinsville?
2: Yeah, he helped himself when he got into uh the uh, leader there, that John McKennedy. Yeah. Uh was that there was about 5 to go wasn't there, when they when yeah, they had that big pileup right oh. off a of restart. Right. Corey LeJoy was on his outside. Yeah. Or right right behind him. Yeah. And then uh got into the side of him and Turned him around, got into Jimmy Blewett, and caused a big pileup. That was a big one with five laps to go. Yeah, But Corey was able to get through there. He led. I thought he had the strongest car early in the race. Then he had this long pit stop that really put him behind the eight ball. But then he helped himself when they took advantage of being behind everybody else to come in for fuel, to top off for fuel, which really helped him. Because uh, he was already so far back that it didn't really hurt him to come back in for fuel. And uh, had he not done that, I don't think he would have had enough to finish the race. Right, no doubt. Um, uh, McKennedy, that that
1: was his uh, second win with the Tour. Yeah. And he only had one win prior to that. And he picks up the championship. He's won a lot of uh, championships around that region. Uh, modified championship, super modified championships. Um, He's a pretty good race car driver, but this is his first NASCAR wheeling modified tour championship.
2: It was. And uh, he, uh, I I didn't think he would be able to hang on to it there after he got caught up in that mess down there because it looked like there was some maybe damage to the race car that there might have been a question whether he'd been able to continue on, but he was able to continue on and uh, still finish well enough ahead to, uh, Pick up that title
1: he ended up running twelfth last night, yeah he was three seconds behind the leader he ran all two hundred laps um a pretty big win though for Corey LeJoy that was his first uh NASCAR Wheelan modified win, yeah and he'd been he'd driven
2: modifieds before had he not yes he has, but that was his first win there yeah and so yeah he again, at the start of the race, he led quite a bit of it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, really, he had the fastest race car. And even when they were coming down to the final few laps of the race, it didn't appear that the 79 car, of John McKennedy, had the fastest car. There were guys behind him that were, they looked to be faster to me. And uh, Corey LaJoy was one of them. But I'm not sure he would have got around him had that. You know, if McKennedy had got off to that, good restart and got right. ahead I'm not sure that Corey Lejoy would have been still able to get around him even though he might have been faster
1: uh Lejoy lost the lead there for a
2: bit I think it was the 60 car that ran led some laps there as well wasn't it uh yes it was and I'm trying to remember uh that 60 car henchman Matt Matt Hirschman mm-hmm. Matt Hirschman Hirschman <laughs> Better yeah. you saying it than me, Hirschman. <laughs> Matt
1: Hirschman. But he led some laps last night, yeah, too. Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was an interesting race. Uh, those Modifieds, they, they work well on that Martinsville racetrack.
1: You know, I thought... Fun to watch. I thought O'Ryan Newman was going to get up there. He ended up running third last night. I, yeah. I thought he might get up there in the mix of it towards the end of that race. Um, when they went that green-white checkered, I thought he might mix it up there a little bit. But he, he didn't have enough speed for the 53 of LaJoy. And uh, the sixty car
2: and Bobby Santos the third. We're used to seeing him drive Silver Crown cars and right. open wheel pavement sprints and the like. And uh, he had a good finish last night, finishing fourth.
1: Bobby Labonte was in that race. He didn't do much, did he?
2: No, yeah, I think he finished back towards thirty third. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, Run almost last. Hey, did you notice that uh, Walter Sutcliffe Jr.
2: Yes, the name Sutcliffe caught my eye. Yeah,
1: right, right. We were talking a little bit about that before we went on the air. Uh, Dick Sutcliffe, Rick Sutcliffe, two famous people that are from the Kansas City area. I don't know if there's any relation or not. I don't know. Yeah.
2: But I don't think I can remember seeing a Sutcliffe name in racing since uh, Dick Sutcliffe drove race cars back in the day.
1: So you told me in 1973... Dick Sutcliffe won nearly every race up there at Knoxville.
2: Oh, yeah. He was dominant that year. They, they put these small wings on top of the race square. cars back then. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so they did that as an experiment that year, and he just dominated. Yeah. Yeah. He kicked everybody's butt.
1: Yeah. And um, his dad was pretty famous. How many teams did his dad play for? You, you mean his son? His son, I mean. Yeah, his son. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, Rick Sutcliffe played for uh, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Cardinals one time, the Indians, four or five different teams. Yeah. Never for the Royals. Yeah. No. Yeah, Rick Sutcliffe was a famous baseball player. Yeah. And uh, he it, did it, had a broadcasting career after he retired from pitching. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. So.
1: What did you think of that race last night? Did you think it was pretty entertaining?
2: I did. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. A little bit of drama there at the end. Those, you, guys, uh, those guys put on a hell of a show.
1: Yeah, no doubt about I it. I thought so. Yeah. I, I thought so, too. I thought it was a pretty good race. Who uh, knows?
2: Might be the best race of the whole weekend. It better That cup race let's hope better not. be better than what we saw in April. I, I, I hope so. I think the cup race
1: is going to There's going to be some drama involved in that cup race. I gotta believe. Bring it all. There's I'm a ready. lot. There's a lot of paybacks out there right now. Yeah. And if there's ever going to be a place to pay somebody back, it's going to be Martinsville, right? Yeah, I love it.
2: Yeah, let's go with it.
1: Yeah. Um. So, uh, Kirk, did you watch uh, any of that USMTS race last night?
2: I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh that track looked like might It took on a little rubber. It did. Last night, it it looked it?
1: like it to me as well. Uh, Dan Ebert picked up the win. He's from Lakeshore, Minnesota. Terry Phillips ran second last night. That was a good run for Terry.
2: I thought he might have had a shot at it. He went yeah. to the high side there, picked off a couple of cars there, and then he knew he had to get back down to the bottom. Uh, but uh, there for a few minutes, I thought he was roaring his way to the front. Yeah. You know, there was a minute there when I thought uh, uh, Darren
1: Fuqua was going to – get up there and make a run towards the front. But, man, he just wore his left rear out, dragging it through. He just couldn't make that topside
2: work. It was just too far around. Then one time he got way up over the cushion, yeah. up, up high. But, yeah, he was trying to make that topside He got top into the wall one time, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's about the time he started to fade a little bit. I think so. Yeah.
2: But he ended up, uh, what did he end up, 10th last night? Ninth. Ended up ninth. Or, well, that's where he started, Ninth. You know, for some reason, when I uh, copy and paste these results on the uh, website here, it doesn't take the where they place on there for some reason. So, need to go in there and take a look at that. Have to go to the USMTS site.
1: Oh, uh, it is tenth. Yep. Yeah. You're right. That's
2: where it, ninth is where he started. Started. So, uh,
1: that's uh, you know I don't, I don't like the way they do the, that.
2: Well, I think it's more us than them. <laughs> you know, we take those results from USMTS and I copy and paste them onto the com website. But for some reason, it doesn't transfer the placings of where they place over. So I need to take a look at that, find mm-hmm. out why that is. Yeah. Might so have to go to the USMTS website to get the real, uh, more clear results.
1: Right. Um, Austin, did you watch any of the races last night? You, you were working on your stuff, weren't you? Yes, I didn't watch anything. You didn't watch any of it. Hmm.
2: You're working on your race car.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that was uh, Dan Ebert's second USMTS win at
2: Picola last night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seems like a good guy, popular guy from out of Minnesota. He had them all covered last night, uh, leading the whole way. Derek Ramirez, I thought maybe at the start of the race, might be had a shot at him there, but, uh, once Hebert got out in front, he was not to be denied. No, he, once he got out in the
1: lead, it was all over. Uh, you're right though. The four R of Derek Ramirez, um, Woodward, Oklahoma driver. He, he was a, uh, uh, a guy that looked like he might have a shot there at the start of the race, but he, he just couldn't muster it up enough. I think he even said that he wasn't quite as good as the 75 and the 60 car. And, uh, they were a little bit better than he was in his post-race interview that he did with Trenton Berry last night.
2: And Dustin Sorensen wraps up the championship last night. Yeah. So I think, uh, Trenton said on the broadcast last night, he's still got to run the final two races to really salt it away. But you know, he's going to be at lakeside and 81 speedway. So that's not going to be an issue. So by and large, uh, he is the champion Dustin Sorensen, number 19 car had a great season. Yeah. Um,
1: so, tonight, Lakeside Speedway, um, USMTS is going to be running there tonight. They always put on a good show out at Lakeside, don't they?
2: Yeah. I, I just wonder how, you know, how wet the track's going to be tonight. They got they a got rain out there. We all got rain here earlier this week, uh, but I was out there last Friday night, and it was a heavy racetrack, so hopefully it's not quite
1: like I, I, that. I got a feel that there was enough wind this week that it dried it out. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, are you going to go out there tonight? You don't yeah. know. Uh,
2: I'm not sure yet. There's uh, there's a lot there's on TV tonight. There's a couple other it? things I want to kind of take a peek at, so yeah. I might be out there.
1: Yeah, uh, is your... if not,
2: I'll be watching on RacingDirt.com.
1: Is your nephew going to be out there racing? You know, I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet. So oh. I'm not sure. You if would he's think that he would make not. it down. I would...
2: would think he'd come down, but yeah. I don't know yet. Mm. So I'll check with him a little bit later on, see if he's coming down. Yeah, yeah, I might make my way out there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Lakeside always puts on a pretty good show. They have the ch- uh, Grant Young Ann's Memorial back there in August. A lot of cars, a lot 10, of drivers out to there, wind, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's so, it going to pay tonight? Do you know? I'm not sure. Do you know, Austin?
3: Uh, no, I don't. I'm not sure. It, it should be their base. Ten thousand dollars they 10, paid 000. last
2: night. Dan Ebert got ten grand.
1: So. I think most of the USMTS races pay uh, at the minimum $10,000, don't they? For the most part?
2: Yeah. So I think I think uh, that's probably what they're going to get tonight. Yeah. We'll ask Cr- Trenton We'll know. Yeah. We have him on here in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get
2: that clarified here in just a little bit. Kirk, did you hear about Old Canyon Speedway closing up? I heard that on your show yesterday. Yeah. How about that? Sad. Another racetrack. Yeah. I haven't heard much from Canyon Speedway here over the last year or two. They, have they not had that big of shows out there? They've been racing out there, I know, but they haven't had that many big events at Canyon over the last couple of years, have D- they?
1: Doug told me that um, he worked with the city. This is a, a, a government property that they're on, and that the city worked with them to allow him to finish out his season this year. Hmm. So. You know, they put a
2: motocross track out there too. I didn't know that. Wow, yeah. Isn't that? Was there a lot of things built up around that property out there? Because it seemed like years no. ago, it was out there in the middle of nowhere. Almost. It
1: is in the middle of nowhere. That's what's surprising about me. And we'll talk to Doug Gabbard about this here in just a little bit about why is the urgency? Why is there so much urgency on on closing this racetrack? Because it's really out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he it, hears it, that. It's so far out in the middle of nowhere, Kirk. Did you go out there once? Uh, it's been a long time ago. Long time ago. Didn't you go out there with, didn't we do a live pay-per-view out there and you went there with us once?
2: I wasn't with you when we did the live pay-per-view, but I was out there, I don't know, it's been 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. We're- a long time ago. But w-
1: did you do it when we were doing our
2: broadcast? No. Yeah, go out there. Now you, when we did the broadcast out there, you were doing the, you were out there on your own for that.
1: If you remember right, um, this place is so secluded out in the middle of nowhere that they had to have their own generator run the entire complex. I remember
2: hearing that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. so it's it's sad that we're losing another racetrack. If you Remember a year ago, Arizona Speedway, which is over on the other side of the phoenix valley they call it out there it was more outside of mesa kind of southeast of town it closed down mm-hmm. a year ago yeah. and now we're seeing canyon speedway go uh what do we got casa grande and coca the only arizona tracks left now it's uh i don't like that yeah many racetracks closing
1: we were supposed to have uh, brad uh, whitfield on yesterday with us to talk about those coca paul yeah from coca paul and sound Camp- like they had a big wind Casa problem Grinda. going on out there yeah so anyway i don't know it, it, it's just another example of really i think it really comes down to some of the promoters and austin and i talked a little bit about this yesterday kirk and i'd like to get your opinion on it but it seems like a lot of the promoters that are getting of the age are getting a little bit older, in their 60s or whatnot. They're just throwing in the towel, it seems like to me. Do you feel like that a little bit?
2: Well, it's been, it's been a struggle to operate these racetracks. Uh, you know, with the economy now the way it is, and inflation and fuel prices and the expenses and everything going up, and it's hard to charge fans and racers more money. And they got to to kind of keep things going. Uh, You know, who's the next generation of promoters to step in and take things over? That's the biggest concern I
1: I have is trying to get young people in here as promoters to keep this thing alive, right? Keep them. uh, Kirk, do you ever think that we'll see, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, and maybe you can give your opinion on it, but do you ever think we'll see a date or when racetracks will just do specials only and and not weekly racing because weekly racing is so difficult to do right now isn't it
2: yeah but i i think there's always going to be a handful of racetracks all over the country that are going to do weekly racing i think there's still a demand for that if you look into the micro ranks uh there's there's enough of those cars that uh, weekly operations kind of keep that industry going but as far as uh, the grassroots racer running on a weekly basis yeah i think there's still going to be some tracks out there there just won't be near as many as we used to see well, it's going to be now
3: it's going to be 10 times harder to run off off special shows you know once uh once a month every every other two months um and then running a weekly program i mean you better you better come in there and have you know, a sold out crowd every every time you have a special event to make it make your your business survive. Yeah, because if you, the if amount of money a, you put out. If you if you're giving your you just took away let's say you run twenty five races a year and you're gonna run five that year, you took away twenty opportunities of to, to make money. You could also lose money too, but um you better nail those those five races enough to to meet your twenty five race you know, quoted it to, to make your business sustain.
1: You know, Caleb, he brings up a good point. He says, in my honest opinion, is that most tracks need to operate on a every-other-week basis. What do you think about that?
2: Well, I just, uh, you know, there like I say, there's a handful of race tracks that can make it work on a weekly basis. Right. Uh, but not, there are fewer and fewer all the time that are able to make that go. And the the number of racers out there, the number of People that uh, are racing is not as much as it used to be. And when you talk in terms of the, you know, the grassroots stock cars and modifieds and those kinds of cars, you just see fewer guys build those kind of cars and racing them right now. Right. Hey, did you hear that Jerry Lee Lewis died? No, I did not. The killer?
1: The killer. Um, Pete just said that uh, the last originator of rock dies at 87. Jerry Lee Lewis.
2: Wow. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard that news. He was an icon. Oh boy, there, there, there's a lot of people that says that he
1: was the the original rock guy. Who do you think was the original person that that uh, started rock and roll? Kurt? I don't know, Buddy
2: Holly, Carl Perkins, Elvis. Elvis wasn't the first one. No, Mm-mm. he was not the first one.
1: What was the other piano player?
2: Little Richie? I don't know. Little Richard. Little Richard. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Little Richard might have been the original. Little Richard. He might have been the original one. But
2: Jerry Lee Lewis, he was right up there with the big time. He was an outlaw. Yeah. He didn't care what anybody thought. He was also a great country singer as well. Yeah. I mean, he was big in the rock and roll back, you know, back in the mid-50s and so forth, but uh, he had a great country music career as well. Mm-hmm. Now, sorry to hear that. Yeah, and that's
1: some sad news right there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Doug Gabbert's going to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Luke Products. It works. Um, we're going to talk about what happened at Canyon Speedway and maybe if there's any future for a new racetrack to be built around that area that's all next right here on mostly motorsports we'll be right back
4: you're listening to mostly motorsports with scott trailer
0: there is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine
4: You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer.
1: Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill, Kirk Elliott sitting in with us as he does each and every Friday. Joining us now on the show is a longtime friend of the Racing Boys, Doug Gabbert. Joins us, Doug. How you doing?
8: Yeah, I'm doing good, Scotty. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good, man. it was very sad news to hear that uh, Canyon Speedway uh, is going to be closing up, man. That had to be gut-wrenching to you as much time as you've put into that place.
8: Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I really don't think it's set in on me, you know, because I'm just uh, so optimistic always. And, you know, it's definitely been a hard pill to swallow. Yeah.
1: So uh, t- tell, tell us how this all started and, and why, because to me personally, I look at where that track is located, and I can't imagine that uh, that property out there, it, it's, it's probably worth some money, right? I, I'm not saying it isn't, but it, you would think because of its location that the racetrack would continue to thrive out there. Tell us what happened. How did all this take place? You know, I
8: think that's what I'm struggling with is because I I can't get that answer um, from the Arizona um, State Trust Land Department. Is is the trustee that you know operates that that land and is responsible for the activities and and, and you know in accordance with that that location and so. I operate under a lease agreement and in my particular situation, I've been operating under seven year leases and I came in in 2006 and negotiated a new lease in 2008. And then uh, in 15, we negotiated a new seven year lease. And then here we are again. And, you know, it's not really even a lot of negotiation. It's, it's they appraised the land and then they, they, give you a monthly payment (laughs) or an annual payment, actually. I I got you. And then, and then you agree to the terms and, and, and that's about it, you know? So uh, in this particular scenario, you know, we've, we've had tremendous growth in, in uh, land value and just overall in our community here in the greater Phoenix area. And it's just exploded, but, you know, we're still distant from any homes and they're, you know, we're probably 12 to 17 miles, 17 to 20 miles from homes. And we're probably still 12 to 15 miles from any industrial growth that's coming our way. So, you know, it's just really hard for me to understand, especially, you know, being in a floodplain, you know, and, in know, some, if you, I know you've been out there, it, oh, yeah. it's just a, a rough environment, you know, and yeah. there's no, you know government, uh, utilities, you know, we, we provide our own water. We, we, you know, mine our own water. <laughs> we, we mine our own electricity. We, you know, everything's, yeah you know, independently operated. So it's just really hard. I haven't, I think that's what I'm struggling with is I've, I don't have a good enough reason or, and that I can understand in my personal life or my personal head to that it should be done you know and that's that's where it hurts you know the most
1: when when you say that they they bring a new payment plan and how much you have to pay was the payment too high not at all i mean you know
8: we're 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 happy with that's the opportunity that operating on trust land versus owning you know uh or like i think that's why a lot of racetracks operate in you know fairgrounds and and county or government provided you know land opportunities because it's highly discounted i mean you know there's no problems with with the financials uh the government regulation you know we're 100 percent uh, in accordance. And, you know, we've never struggled with any of that with licensing or in stuff like that. We've, you know, we're good with all that, you know, and even liability. We, we assume all liability for the state of Arizona against all claims. And, you know, I've been, uh, in this, uh, situation for 16 years and, um, you know, I've never, uh, crossed the road that we couldn't, um, Get to the end on together with the state. So, you know, we the it, the commissioner of Arizona Trust Land is an appointed position, and this particular commissioner came in after my last agreement in fifteen, and you know they really don't contact you unless there's a problem. Mm. So you know I've never communicated with her or her office until this last year. And, and then it's been difficult to find the right person to communicate with because there's been a a transition in employees. And it seems like throughout the last 16 years, there's constant turnover within the trust land department's offices. But, you know, you operate under a written agreement and, you know, they don't contact you unless there's a problem And or you're delinquent or, you know, we handle everything. So I really just can't understand why they would want it to just sit there.
1: Right. Uh, Is there anything that the the listeners that are listening right now, because we've got a lot of people that listen out in Arizona and a lot of people around the country that listen to the show. Um, Is there anything that we could do? Is this lady's name, Lisa Atkins?
8: Yeah, Lisa Atkins is the State Trust Land Commissioner and yeah. her decisions are final. I mean, there's really the you know, she's appointed by the governor and you know, it's also kind of weird for me in I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, I'm struggling because she's been real short with me and and direct and and just adamant uh that they, they don't want to relook at an application for renewal, and and in that process nothing changes. It's the same application, you know, for the fourth time. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right, right. But right. the 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 governor's office is, is we're voting today, and there's going to be a new governor, and um, you know the governor that we had previously served his term, so you know we're getting a new governor, and that office is could be reassigned or a new commissioner could be appointed right so that could happen as soon as january so you know i just don't understand what the reason is and i think i just don't know how to get there right now i mean that's where that's uh that's the next step i guess is to still try to understand you know
1: uh, it, 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 is is it a case where they're not going to offer you a conditional use permit? Is that what they're doing? That they just don't. A- Basically, it's a land lease
8: mm-hmm. to operate, um, it, you know, off-road motorsports on 169 acres of their property in accordance with government regulation and environmental regulations, and and there you go, you know, and and it's this this amount of money annually. And we will, we uh, we assume all liability and for the state of Arizona and for, uh, the, the business. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell, you know? Right. Right. Uh, and, uh, somebody
1: posted up a phone number for Lisa, Lisa Atkins, um, office. And, and
8: if you don't mind, I'm going to give it out if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, it's free country <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to call and and they can get an answer for me, or right. you know they want to show concern, hey, you know I'm all I'm all for it. Right. Okay. So here's the phone number,
1: and and if you have a pencil or a pen, write this phone number down and, and do us a favor, uh, give this Lisa Atkins a call, and, and say that you would like to see the uh, get an extension there at Canyon Speedway Park. Um, It's 602-542-4621. That's Um, 602-542-4621. It's just hard for me, and and like you, you know, you've, you've done a lot of work around that place. You know, when I first started going out there, the old road that was going into it was just a shaky old, just an old desert road, right? and And you spent some money and and put a lot of effort in to get a new road going into that facility that that took a that that was a big job wasn't it to put that road it in? it really
8: was i mean uh you know there was a that's a story on its own man and I don't really want to try to waste too much of people's time but i mean the you know we've been out in the middle of nowhere and you've been there Scotty i yeah. mean yeah. I think I listened to your podcast yesterday uh last night and you and uh, Scotty Cook were talking about coming out there multiple times in 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 uh the past and it's a long drive down to the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know the <laughs> we're still on the outskirts of town, you know. Um uh, it's rocky, it's sandy, it's you know down dirt roads and you know we were if you remember we used to go down a dirt road and then there was a big hook at the end and you crossed over this canal right a uh, water overshoot you know type of thing and then you hooked all the way back and then all of a sudden bam there's a racetrack you know yeah yeah no doubt. <laughs> In the bottom of this canyon and you know the the water overshoot is mandated and, and operated by the water district and so they the lake is right there and so lake pleasant um regional park is is right within a mile north of our facility and so we sit and we in the agua free river basin looking at a dam and so the water district pulls water through that canal and anyways uh, uh they decided their engineers that 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 82 year old overshoot um couldn't handle our heavy race car track traffic and toter homes and stuff that were coming out. So we uh, we basically had a right-of-way issue to get access to the property. So, you know, hey, instead of uh, evacuating and pulling out, you know, I got together with the Water District, the state of Arizona, um, different entities in the government, uh, local government, which is we operate in the city of Peoria, Arizona. Mm-hmm. and we were able to put together a a build and you know I, I actually worked all the way through as the project leader and and contractor as well and brought in some some people and we we engineered and built a road and bridge and dropped it right to our front gate right yeah. <laughs> so you know that was a interesting project and you know uh you know all the stuff that goes on outside of racing uh, it's it's just uh you know i feel like i've navigated that process to the best of my ability and you know i haven't really you know struggled with uh with trying to work any scenario out and and figure it out you know and right yeah. now when you don't have a reason what problem can you solve you know what i mean yeah no doubt so uh, so that's where we're at man so the road and bridge doesn't really seem to impact anything right now, but it was a significant improvement for us.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so is there any chance that there's a future for Canyon to to be rebuilt in a new area somewhere? Are you working on that? Have you tried to work on that?
8: I'm not. um, You know, that's not um, something that I will be able to um, take on right now. And, um, it's not even something that I had visioned, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, I wouldn't, the answer to that is, is in, in my arena, it's not something that I've looked at.
2: Yeah. Can I ask a question here? There's gotta be some economic impact what your racetrack has done. This is Kirk, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. There's got to be some economic impact to the area that your track has generated over the years. Doesn't that count for something? They don't recognize the well, income
1: that the track brings in? Well,
8: you know, in the past, yeah. But uh, when I brought that to their attention, you know, they shrugged, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, Guys, it it's this is the most absurd thing that, you know, I I can't figure it out, you know. I I I just can't get answers and uh you know, I don't have I don't know what they're thinking. Can, I mean, go ahead, Kurt.
2: I I I didn't mean to interrupt. Can you explain just ex- again, maybe you did earlier, just what is trust land? What is that?
8: I mean, Federal trust land is granted here in the state of Arizona to uh, our governor's office to, um, you know, utilize uh, with a panel of beneficiaries to determine and utilize a, a strategy to sell or lease for agricultural purposes educational, uh, purposes, um, and the financials from that, um, you know, they offer grants, they support the educational system here in Arizona. And, and so that's, uh, it's a major contributor for schools and and colleges and, and all the income that comes in from that, um, goes mostly towards that and 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 grants associated with that Hmm. and so the governor's office appoints a commissioner to manage the uh real estate the commercial leasing um pretty much everything associated uh, to bring in income from that trust land um for those purposes I mean that's it in a nutshell, right there.
2: I mean, if you if you're not uh, if you're not there, who else is going to be generating
8: the revenue and the money for well, that? Well, I guess nobody in a in a lease scenario, a commercial lease scenario, like you know that I operate under. I mean, I think because of the the last you know six, seven, eight years of of growth, uh, maybe they're looking at a general plan for the next 10 years of, Mm. and, you know, we do have probably uh, 20 miles to the east. Uh, You know, if you're familiar, I know Scotty, you're familiar with the area. um, I-17 is the main chute that takes you from downtown Phoenix to Flagstaff. We would veer off to the west and come about 20 miles west to our location. Right there at that I-17 dead even with us, they're building a trillion dollar semiconductor plant, you know, a humongous industrial project. So there are multiple, uh, industrial businesses and, and stuff like that coming in, but there's still quite a little distance. And then, you know, I don't know who in their right mind would want to build in a floodplain, um, anything worth too much value that, with no and then you got to bring in all your own and you know there's there's locations all around us that have utilities and 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 plenty of access for a, a, a better uh monetary you, know, you can you can get land for cheaper <laughs> right because you might i mean you can build a business for a lower price does that make sense yeah you're not going to be able to come in where we're at. You have to build a road. You have to put in so much infrastructure and and stabilize it. That Even though you might get the land for a better value because of all that, you're going to spend way more money building it out And imp- yep. with just the infrastructure alone. Let me ask you this,
1: uh, Doug. Uh, are you allowed to go in there and scavenge the 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 grandstands the lighting the generators oh, yeah. and all that are you, are you able to take that and and if if there was an opportunity to build a track somewhere else on a different piece of property um you, you might have some of the equipment that you would need to to build a new track right
8: yeah yeah 100% i mean this is the thing like so the land department the trust land department doesn't own the business right and they don't micromanage my business you know they don't they're not a partner in my business so it's simply a a piece of dirt that i pay to to utilize you know and and that's it and so you know right now that's exactly what i'm doing if if i can't you know somehow find a a team to help me throw a hell mary and and I'm confident in it. You know, I've already began putting together a 100% inventory list with photos and, and documenting everything of value that I, everything out there I own. Right. And so when I leave, they're not locking the gate because that gate's of value. It's going with me.
1: Right. <laughs> you know right.
8: Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get, a, they're going to get the dirt I, And and that's it.
1: I guess the best thing that can happen is that we get a new governor out there, right? That would be the best thing that could happen.
8: Well, that's going to happen either way and uh I, I mean is it too late, you know? Uh they're telling me that they want me to be uh completed and off the property by January 20th of 2023. Holy cow. Unbelievable. And so, you know, um you know, hey, you know that it's it's an interesting scenario as well because a lot of people don't know but I own the motocross facility as well. Right. And, you know, I don't know a lot about motocross, but historically, that's how this um, facility started was a gentleman brought motocross racing out there and called it Canyon Raceway. It was Canyon Motocross.
1: Right.
8: And um, in the mid-70s, and he started that and brought in some big motocross races, and people loved it and then another guy came in and built Canyon Raceway in the 80s early 81 I believe yeah and then uh and then it took off from there and then I came in in 2006 yeah. so well Doug
1: let me just say this um you have been a a loyal um uh representative of motor motorsports for many many years and man it it would we just hope and pray that you find another place and somebody can get behind you with some resources and maybe you can build a new track somewhere else out there. Um, but again, if you want to call Lisa Atkins, um, you could do so at 602-542-4621. That's 602-542-4621. Ring the bell folks ring the bell and tell them that you don't want to see Canyon Speedway park go away. Uh, we'd love to see that place stay there. Um, it would be, uh, we just can't get our head around it why they would want that property so bad.
2: Hey, I, I got just one more question. Yeah. This commissioner, did she come in when Doug Ducey took office? Or it, it, it's, yeah. she's appointed by the governor, so she's leaving when the governor leaves office, right?
8: Is that the way I that mean, works? I'm not that big of a, a political. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that knowledge, but from what I understand and I'm told, that is the correct answer.
2: Well, that just doesn't make any sense. They're leaving right. office, and she's going to be gone in three months. The new governor is going to appoint another commissioner. I don't I don't get this. Hey, you know what? All we can do is keep our fingers crossed, right, that, that, that they'll
1: have a you know, change of hey,
8: mind. I, I don't know that I'll have that opportunity unless something immediate, you know, comes to my attention but i I feel like i've exhausted the avenues that i'm aware of and you know i have a i have a pretty much a direct order in front of me that i can operate uh some events up through the december 31st but pretty much uh i need to be off the property uh basically by january 20th so Uh. is it you know I don't know how to find that Hell Mary to, to maybe get something uh, extended or, or whatnot, to prolong that election and that that you know, scenario with the new commissioner or a reassignment of the existing commissioner. I don't know that it's going to get to that point.
2: Talk to the new candidates now, you, for governor. You That'd know, be what, you, I'd go you know what we might.
8: You know what we might if try you to get do. Get a hold of them right now, man. <laughs> you know what I, we. we
1: you know what we might try to do. We might try to get this Lisa Atkins on the show
8: and get her to talk Good about it. Good luck
2: with that. Yeah. We we might <laughs> Please, just try I'll, to do that.
8: I'll, I'll text you her cell phone number, Scotty. All right. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> That's do how that? I get a hold of her.
1: <laughs> you just send that number to me, and we'll try to get her on the show, and we'll get her to talk about it, okay?
8: Please keep me informed, man. And, I, hey, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to show your, uh, you know, concern and, and help me to answer questions for our community it really means a lot. Thank you guys.
1: Yeah. Hey, not a problem, Doug. We appreciate you so much. And, and we really appreciate all the hard work you've put into motorsports over all these years. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. We can't thank you enough and we, we're not going to give up on this. We're going to continue to push a little bit. Okay.
8: Yeah, that means a lot, man. It's been very rewarding. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I do, uh, find is a, a lot of respect for our sport and you know i i feel blessed that i had the opportunity and you know even though it's cut might get cut short i you know i really respect the fact that i had that opportunity and i just want to thank everybody that's come out to canyon and been involved in any way all right well
1: we're, we're, we're not going to give up on you all right <laughs> that's cool I pre- all right doug thank, thank you. you so much buddy we appreciate right, you, you. Guys, all right. There you have it. Doug Gabbert joining us. We're going to take a break. You're watching Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back.
4: You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer.
0: There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine.
4: You're
1: listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. Hey, I want to remind everybody that they've got a brand new 2023 Z06 Corvette. It's it's got the Z07 performance package. It's a pearl-white metallica coat color. And folks, this is as close to a real race car on the street as you can get. It's got 760 horsepower. It's 5.5 LT6 V8 motor. It goes from 60 to zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an eight speed automatic transmission. This is a great car folks. And they're going to give you $25,000 on top of it as well. So you can pay the taxes on it. This is a, a, a great, great car the, the engines in these cars are assembled by one person. And that engine tech puts his signature on that motor. And when these cars came out, I'm telling you, folks, this is as close to a real race car as possible. If you'd like to have a chance to win this Corvette, you can do so at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. And while you're doing it, you might want to uh buy a raffle ticket for the 2022 Triple X chassis. Uh this is a complete 410 race car, folks, and they're also going to give you $25,000 um with this car as well. Um uh, they're going to be giving it away on Friday, December 16th. And if you want to buy a raffle ticket online for the sprint car, you can do that at sprintcarraffle.com. That's sprintcarraffle.com. Um Listen, Corvette or Sprint Car, what do you want? You can buy the raffle tickets, again, at winaz06corvette.com, or you can buy a raffle ticket for the Sprint Car at sprintcarraffle.com as well.
2: Hey, uh, Scott, they got that uh, Halloween flash contest going. If you put in PUMPKIN20 as your promo code in there, you get 20% more tickets. Right, right. So that's a pretty good deal for Halloween. Yeah, Or you can take the cash
1: option, Kirk, and take the $75,000. But Why would you do that? Take the car, sell the car, and the $25,000, and use the promo code PROMO20 to get an extra 20% on tickets. Pumpkin
2: 20.
1: No, that's not what I got right here, Kirk. I've got uh, PROMO20 right
2: there.
1: PROMO20. That's what I've got. PROMO20.
2: I'm just looking at their email that they sent out.
1: Well, all I'm reading is so. what uh, Bob sent me. Okay. Promo twenty to get an extra twenty percent on the ticket. Either way, as well. Either all way. right, joining us now on the show, a big night at Lakeside Speedway. USMTS is going to be out there. Uh, Trenton Berry joins us from RacingDirt.com. Trenton, how you doing, bud?
4: Well, you know, about four hours sleep, day two or three. Yeah, well, you're about young. two hours ago until I get there, so we're, we're making it.
1: You're young. You can still do it, man, you know.
4: We're making it. You,
1: you'll be fine. Last uh, night, that was a pretty big uh, pretty big race last night. Um, Dan Ebert, uh, he picks up his second US, USMTS win last night at Picola. Uh Talk about that race a little bit.
4: Yeah, so it was, and he, he was the pole setter last mm-hmm. night, too. He was good for the first time he pulled on the racetrack, and um that's a that's a really good racetrack too. So it's fortunate to be able to have have events there and be able to work from there too. Great great ownership there in Tri State. And uh so Ebert, uh that was his, his second win, but excuse me there, sorry. Um he uh he really counts that as his first because his his first win in the record books was on a combo rule package in a race up in Ogilvy, Minnesota. Um and, and he was to was so legal for for that, and he wasn't on the American Racer Tire um, that the USMTS race is on. So, um, although the records show that he has, has won one before, he really factored last night as his, his first ever win. So, um, it, it was really pretty cool. He was really excited in victory lane, and the team was pumped. And um, You know, he, like a lot of these other ones, have just a, a lot of people that make it possible and keep him running up and down the road and i know i know he wanted to, to get a win for them pretty bad before the end of the year so um cool story on dan ebert his dad russ was a uh, dick trickle scroochie for a, a lot of number oh, of years so that. um I, i've learned all kinds of good stories and and uh, interesting things from from both dan and his dad and, and dan's mom joni too just a a great racing family and a, a really popular win last night for sure
1: you know dick trickle one time told me we were down there doing an appearance down at uh, westport i don't know if you remember that or not but um anyway he told me that he only needs uh one hour sleep for every 100 laps he's got to run the next day that's what he told me
4: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna see if anybody in that camp can verify it now that's that's a that's a funny story I'm, I'm gonna see if they can they can add to that tonight I'll, I'll be sure and go ask them they um they're uh they're hardcore racing you know dan was he was a factory arctic cat pilot in snowcross and, and snowmobiles for a lot of years and um he was really deep involved the fox shocks and, and still is a little bit but he ran their of their dirt circle track operation for for a lot of years too so um he's he's been a really great addition to the usmts series and he's the kind of racer when the money when the money picked up and and really became became something that a lot of people need to take a look at he was exactly the type of racer that that, that needed to attract and, and you know just lucky he's decided to, to jump in here and make a run out of these last couple of years and plans to come back next year again
1: yeah, Lakeside Speedway always puts on a good show with the USMTS guys, don't they? Trenton,
4: I lost, I lost you there for just a second. Uh,
1: I was going to say Lakeside Speedway always puts on a good USMTS race, don't they?
4: Yeah, they they really do, and um, you know we had that one back in August, and, and uh, it. It got just a little strung out just because the race didn't have any yellows. It, it went 42 laps green to checker and Tanner Mullins won that Grant Younghands Memorial. But man, it's it's a popular one amongst the the entire pit area. Um, everybody, almost to a person, enjoys racing there, and uh, you know Darren does a great job at the place. And uh, I don't know, I, I, lo- I love the racetrack. You, you know that just as well as anybody, Scott. Right. And um, so I'm, I'm excited that the race gets to run there. I'm glad we had a second race here this weekend. And I love racing on Halloween weekend right here with the USMTS because there's not as many races going on, you know, all across the country. So it's kind of a serious chance to get a little more of that national spotlight, you know, that you always work hard and want to try to have. But, but sometimes races just get buried with so much going on. You know, it's, it's neat to really showcase championship weekend on a weekend just like this.
2: Yeah. Kurt? Per- Hey uh, Trent, and I was out there last weekend. Uh, that that it, it was a heavy racetrack last weekend. I'm hoping that it uh, slicks off tonight. But uh, just kind of talk about Dustin Sorensen winning the championship. He's got this thing all salted away, right?
4: Yeah. So he he has to sign in tonight and sign in at Wichita, and regardless of performance on track, and he'll he'll have it. So um, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's a it's a done deal. He um put together a great season, you know, and, and he raced up through the field last night and got to seventh in the A main. And, you know, the biggest thing I, I've noticed with him, you know, he's just 21 years old. He's going to be 22 here uh, coming up pretty soon. But, man, he, he really has a lot of patience. And he's got especially a lot of patience for his age. And and that was something he, he didn't used to always have and, and somehow has, has learned that and figured out how to finish races. And, you know, I don't – even even nights that were, like, so-so for him this year he still was on the front stretch after the races and I, I was interviewing him most nights, you know, uh, post-race. So he's just put together a fantastic season. He's got a, a powerhouse behind him and, uh, his dad, Mike is, is a longtime racer and, uh, uh really kind of showed him the ropes and, you know, Mike sets the bar high and they got a high expectation for that race team. And, and, uh, the boy, the boy's done well this year for sure. And, uh, he's, he's quite a little personality too. Um, it, it took us a little while to kind of kind of get a little bit out of him, you know. He was kind of shy and timid, but but he's really opened up and, and kind of let some of his personality out as the years went along, which is has been neat too to just kind of learn a little bit more about who he is and, and what he's all about. He he loves racing for sure, and and he's he's become a a heck of a racer and what a what a way he's shown shown himself and you know all his partners on his race car this year. He's he's had a terrific season.
1: Yeah um a, a lakeside speedway tonight and then what year at the spectacular 81 speedway uh i guess that's tomorrow right
4: yeah yeah that's tomorrow and we start at six o'clock tomorrow so we'll start just a, a tad earlier than normal which is uh is great obviously anything can get you out a little bit earlier you know especially this time of year when it's not so hot is as much appreciated so um yeah it's 81 is a great racetrack too you know just like lakeside and just like tri-state was last night this this really is about a, a perfect scenario, you know, it's uh, these three racetracks about, about equal distance apart. Today's our longest drive in between the two. It was about four hours, but, but we went an hour or so after the races last night, so it's kind of compensated a little bit, but um, yeah, it's, you know, these are all kind of anchor type racetracks in, in the region, I feel like, and, and places a lot of people clamor to, and, and places racers enjoy racing, so it's um, really hard to envision a, a weekend three-run, you know, shows being being put together any better than this one.
1: Yeah. And if you want to watch tonight's action at Lakeside Speedway or tomorrow night at 81 Speedway, um, you can do so on Uh Tell everybody how they can uh, uh, make a purchase and watch the race tonight and tomorrow night at 81.
4: Yeah. You can go to raceanddirt.com, uh apps in the App Store, Apple, uh, apple TV uh, google play amazon fire roku uh, basically whatever device so not on absolutely everything but most we have a, a channel for so uh, you can purchase through those if you're familiar with those if you have them you will be uh, search those channels out and uh, you know on the on the app side of things once you get signed in that first time create your account I and mean, you're honestly you know two or three clicks and you're you're watching uh, whatever you're after so uh, pretty seamless, uh, pretty seamless process. Of monthly and annual subscriptions and um, all sorts of things there. So just pick whatever suits you for whatever the objective is, and uh, get after it. We'd we'd love to welcome you onto the site and uh, have you have you part of the operation. We uh
6: we work hard
4: as everybody does in the in this industry, and uh, try to try to provide the best product we can.
2: Hey, uh, Trenton, who was doing the analysis on there last night? He did a really great job with Bryce Hall. Yeah.
4: So, hey, listen, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I'm I'm awful proud of this guy. So, so that was Chad Wheeler that did that. He, mm. He's out of Muskogee, Oklahoma. Their family owns Wheeler Metals. And right. Chad's raced for many years, and uh, he got really into building these iRacing racing sim rigs um, when when COVID hit through the the company's you know metal fabrication shop and. Um, he's taken off with that and, and introduced and put his brand in front of all sorts of people. He was hanging out with Dale Jr. at the NASCAR Hall of Fame earlier this week, which was just crazy to me. But, uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's been a great friend of ours for many years. Um, he's won the spooker down there twice. He's won a, won a whole bunch of races. And he, at one point he, he ran full time at the USMTS back when he was younger, but it's just not in the cards for him to kind of race a, that, that amount of races right now. and you know, he says, too, he's like, man, that USMTS is hard to data. Um, he's still got his race cars and all his equipment, but he's really working hard on his business right now, and it takes him away a lot. So he, he always loves coming to Tri-State. And that was the second race he did with us. He um, he worked the one back in May, and that night was kind of crazy because the, the lights went out with the cars racing, so they had to stop on the backstretch. And we wound up and killed, like, I don't know, close to an hour, with our wireless camera and wireless mic on the backstretch live with Chad just doing kind of an impromptu grid walk. The guys had about 10 laps in the feature. It was the wildest thing. So I knew, I, I tell you that to tell you, Kirk, I knew once we kind of put him through that and he handled that like a pro, that it wouldn't be any big deal for him to come back. And I, I texted him a couple of weeks ago and I said, I said, hey, try state in a couple of weeks. You you want to come work? And he said, man, I, I, was, I was hoping you'd ask. He said, I guess I did all right back in May then. I said, well, yeah. He said, "Well, yeah, but you wouldn't ask me back if I didn't do any good." So I said, "Dude, come on!" And uh, he he was all about it. So he was there last night. Um, I love I love working racers into the broadcast when we can, and and I feel like I feel like I wish we could do it more, right? And and I feel like it needs to be done more often across the entire sport than it is. Um, it's just finding those right people that are are really good and can really convey their thoughts. And I'll tell you, Chad's as good a broadcaster as he is, as he is a race car driver and as he is a high racing sim rig builder and developer. And, and he's great at all three of them.
1: Chad, Chad, a longtime supporter, of Tony Bruce jr. As well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah, for no, sure. No, that's uh, that, that's it. He, well, he uh, did a
2: great job. Chad, no he, doubt about it.
4: He, he really did. Kurt. I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm going to, I'm going to let him know that for sure. I, I, I thought he did, and my crew love—they love working with him, you know—and that's that's part of it too on that announcer side. Is it's not this announcing gig's really changed with all this live streaming. First off, if your announcer's not very good, everybody knows about it now, or they can just used to hide behind a bad PA system on a lot of racetracks. Right. Uh, those, those days are pretty much gone. Um, so, so that's the first thing. Um, and, and the second thing is it, it's opened up a lot more opportunities for for people, you know, like. Or Chad's not going to probably come in. He's not going to be necessarily your lap-to-lap guy, and I don't think that's really what you want. But, he, he man, he can really sit there and fill the gaps, right, when 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 there's things that need to be happened, uh, need to be said, and things are happening on the racetrack. And, you know, it was kind of wild last night, guys. There there was a couple, three instances where he was literally like – you remember when Tony Romo first started calling games for CBS and he was – he was calling plays at the line of scrimmage. It was the coolest thing I'd ever. Oh seen.
1: man, it was awesome. Yeah.
4: And and I don't know. CBS has obviously chilled him out from doing that, and I I think it's a, a huge mistake. But whatever. So anyway, there were a couple times last night though. Chad pointed out some things directly on the race. Hey, watch for this. Watch for this. Uh, keep your eyes right here. Here's what I think is going to happen. And I'm telling you guys, he hit the nail on the head at least three times last night uh, on on things that he mentioned and. It doesn't matter how many races Bryce and I want to get involved with, they're just things we're simply not gonna see the way the racer sees it. And to, to be able to have that knowledge and to be able to quickly convey it like that, I I can't put a value on it. I, I'm just I'm just glad he said he wanted to come back, you know?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Well, Trenton, we appreciate you coming on the show today. And, and, again, if you guys want to watch the USMTS action tonight at Lakeside Speedway and tomorrow night at 81 Speedway, go to RacingDirt.com. They do a great job over there. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Trenton. We appreciate you every time you do.
4: Hey, you bet. No no problem, guys. Glad to be on with you, and uh, have, have a great rest of your day.
1: All right. You too,
2: bud. All right. There you have it. Yeah, I mean, that guy was really good. I mean, I, I always love it Chad when Wheeler. you tune into these uh, broadcasts and hear uh, color analysis like we heard last night. That, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, no doubt. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show today. It's all
1: been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Central Time, it's Track Talk with the Racing Boys. Kirk Elliott and I have been doing this show for over 22 years. And uh, we're going to be doing it again tomorrow. We'll be playing some sound bites from some of the uh, interviews that we did this week here on Mostly Motorsports. Um, not sure if I'm going to be in tomorrow or not. But Kirk Elliott always does a great job uh, hosting the, the Track Talk. Uh, you you do a good job at it, Bud. You're just you're just a pro. Just well, saying. I appreciate that. So are you? No, no. So not does really.
2: does Blake wrap this thing up tonight? then or
1: i I, i'm not sure we'll have to see how it goes tonight we'll just have to see how it goes i'm looking forward to getting down there though but i'm going to get out of here soon as the show is over again thanks everybody for tuning in for austin o'neill for kirk elliott i'm scott trailer we'll see you tomorrow morning on track talk 8 a.m central time on sports radio 810 whb you can also watch it right here on facebook twitter youtube and racingboys.com as well again for austin for kirk I'm Scott. We'll see you tomorrow on Track Talk.